It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I am Roger Colby, science fiction novelist. I am Richard Coots. Today, Richard, we're going to talk about uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Uh, Richard and I went to see it uh, separately. I went with my family, and uh, Richard went with, I don't know, who'd you take with Yeah, you? I went with my family, too. Yeah. Um, and so we went to see this, and, and this is a sequel to Jurassic World <laughs> starring Chris Pratt and uh, what's her name again? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, don't be fooled. Jeff Goldblum. He is barely in it. Basically, bookends the movie mm-hmm. in a in a. What you saw in the trailer is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, you heard his whole. You heard and I'm not really whole, spoiling anything by yeah, saying that. Yeah. Just don't go into it expecting to see a lot of Jeff Goldblum because you're not. He's really just not even barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh. Yeah, he's. No, nope, but we're going to try really. to give a spoiler-free review of this film. Um, basically, uh, we're back, you know, in the same world, you know, with uh, Chris Pratt, and uh, and and they're both, you know, the the dinosaurs are, you know, being rescued off of an island uh, because it's blowing up because it's a it's a big volcano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. there's in the volcano. Um, so, without really giving anything away, Richard, what what do you think was the the best the reason that someone should go see this movie? Why sh- why should we go see another Jurassic Park film? I mean, I go what this is the reason I go. I just want to see dinosaurs like fight and eat people. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't have I'm not very picky when it comes to that. I have another genre. reason why I go see a Jurassic World movie, and that's because of Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. I go see any movie Chris Pratt makes uh, from now on after his speech at the MTV Awards. Yeah, it was pretty good. He got a lot of crap for it, too. But you know what? Um, man, I give the guy props for being so bold mm-hmm. You know, and saying what he said, which if you don't know what that is, just go look up The Nine Rules by Chris Pratt, and you'll watch the video. Um, really cool. Uh, I really love Chris Pratt because of that. And because of that, I will support pretty much any movie he's, he's in. Um, just because I like the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a likable guy. Um, and uh, he's got good values. And uh, he's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he, he's fun to watch. I really like watching Chris Pratt because he's really hilarious in his, <coughs> his kind of facial expressions. But then at the same time, he's just like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I don't want to marry Chris Pratt or anything. I'm just saying, Chris Pratt's pretty cool. I really like Chris Pratt. So, and he's really good in this movie. I think it, if it wasn't for Chris Pratt, I think this movie would have been a lot less of a movie, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, there are some pretty horrific villains in this, not just the, the dinosaurs, which there's a pretty scary dinosaur in this. Um, but there's also kind of a message that I felt was, was like, um, well, in science fiction, you think about like this thing that we, we have the technology to do this thing, but then they decide, well, because we have the technology, we're going to go ahead and do it, but they don't ask themselves, should we do this? Yeah. There's an old thing. It's like, uh, I think Jeff Goldblum said it in the movie, mm-hmm. he said, 
we all figured out that we could, but we never stopped to ask if we should. Yeah. And and honestly, this movie is kind of poignant in that there's now a, um, a I guess it's a kind of a, a, a device, not a device, but it's kind of a, a biomechanical like a kit. kit. It's like a kit. Called a CRISPR kit. And you can get a CRISPR kit on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, like there's some one. guy like selling them out of his garage. Yeah, you can you can get these things, and what this thing will allow you to do is to is to edit genes um, by going in and, and removing certain parts of a gene and then replacing it with other parts of another gene. And so you can do genetic splicing in your own garage. Yeah, they're already doing great work with it. They used it to. Uh, give a bunch of Dutch hounds uh, like really big muscles for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Um, so, I mean, it's it's really weird the world we live in because we're very close to a world where we can create kind of a Jurassic Park if we wanted to. Um, uh, they're already working on one. Uh, there's, there's some scientists out in Massachusetts, I believe, that are working on a mastodon. Yeah, woolly mammoth. They're trying to, they're trying trying to, trying to, to clone a woolly mammoth. And, I mean, the thing is, you ask yourself, should we do this? I mean, really? We have no idea what kind of behaviors a, a woolly mammoth is going to have. Um, you know, or what kind of behaviors a velociraptor would have. Mm. I mean, we're just going on what we've seen in movies. And what we've seen in movies, especially in Jurassic Park, is we've got, like, paleontologists that are, you know, uh, consultants on these movies to try and keep them as accurate as possible. To well, not too think. much, because apparently they look a lot, we, we know, where we, we, we've kind of... Apparently we, they have feathers. They have feathers and stuff, yeah. apparently, and there's something about maybe the T-Rex wasn't a predator at all, maybe he was a herbivore, something like that. Well, actually, he's more of a carrying animal. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, that's crow. what it was. Carrie, he's more yeah. of a scavenger. Uh, so T-Rex didn't really hunt prey or anything. It just kind of went around eating whatever it could find mm-hmm. um, from dead carcasses of stuff that maybe the Velociraptor killed um, or other predators killed. Because there, there are some dinosaurs that, you know, Allosaurus, and, you know, stuff like that that they know that were predators. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, too, and this is another thing that's kind of important to understand, is that those big giant dinosaurs, those are the really, really old ones because dinosaurs, most of them were about the size of a chicken, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty kind of, it's kind of interesting because this movie comes out when it does because, um, and we're still talking about Jurassic Park because it is kind of something that um, nobody thought it could, but it could happen. Honestly, it could. At this point in, in our, in our scientific world that we live in, um, we could have a Jurassic Park. All it would take is somebody to just say, well, I'm going to do this instead of, should I do this? Yeah. And, and there I mean, you go. We're getting into, you know, if you're going to do this with animals and stuff like that, we're getting into, mm-hmm. are we going to do this with people? Are we going to grow people in a test tube? Are we going to alter people's DNA completely? Right. Uh, it, I mean, it, there's great, uh, there's great potential in like using that to maybe, remove, you know, genes that cause cancer and mm-hmm. things like that in yeah. your DNA. True. But it also leads to um, eugenics. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, which, which you is know, a, is another piece of science fiction, yeah. which is, uh, you know, that's Star Trek. Uh, according I mean, to the prehistory of Star Trek, they had a eugenics war where they genetically engineered these superhumans, and the superhumans decided, well, 
all these people that are underneath us are really beneath us, and we're going to take over, and they did. Well, I mean, they this was going on. I mean, they weren't gene splicing, but eugenics was going on, and where they mm. were basically, you know, people are having kids, and if they had some kind of disability or, or they were a dwarf or whatever, mm-hmm. or a little person, whatever you want to, I, I don't know. Is that the correct term? <laughs> yeah, a um, little person. Little person, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see them and they say, no, we're just going to, like, kill them, and mm-hmm. if we keep killing all these people with what we see as a problem within them, yeah. then eventually the bloodline will become kind of pure. Well, and, see, that's and, the thing. That kind of thing gets frowned on by all of humanity because mm-hmm. it's murdering other people. Oh, yeah. But... At the same time, um, this kind of gene splicing, it's non-invasive. It's like, well, okay, we can do this, and we, it won't be a big deal. Nobody will have to die. Um, you know, it, it's possible to do this kind of stuff now, and especially since there's this really controversial um, uh, fertility uh, procedure that's being done in Russia right now. It's called three-parent um, babies, mm-hmm. where basically what they do is they have a couple of parents that can't have children because the mother keeps miscarrying them and the reason she's miscarrying them is because there's something wrong with the lining of her egg Um, and so what they do is they take a donor egg they remove all the genetic material out of it they take the genetic material from the other from the parents egg and they put it in the donor egg Mm -hmm. and therefore they say they're creating a three-parent kid which is really technically not a three-parent kid. They're just using yeah, the yeah, egg from just... it. But that egg will hold together. And if they can do that, they can take the genetic material from somebody, something else and put in there. Yeah, well, there's already so... discussion about, <laughs> well, is this going to lead to, like, designer babies where you where you choose their facial features, where mm-hmm. you choose... Where you choose uh, what gender they are. Uh, I don't know if our genetics is that advanced yet. Well, no, not not yet. But I mean, they're saying. But we've the, mapped the human genome, and that's what they're. So we know what we know what all those. Like yeah, we like, know what all those things do. So let's make um, all our babies whatever, whatever gender we want, and they'll all be supermodels. They don't look anything like us. We'll yeah. make them look better than us, or whatever. Yeah, one of the byproducts, though, of genetic engineering is viruses. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, what they do is they use a, sometimes they use a virus to put the put the genetic material into the cell. Yeah, I know so. they were. They actually tried this with I think it was a cancer patient mm-hmm. a few years back, and he like and he like died from it. The gene therapy that they were mm-hmm. doing, removing parts of his of his DNA, these genes, and replacing mm-hmm. it with these others because they thought, you know, this we if we remove these parts that are making him sick, we can make him better, but it yeah. didn't. It completely broke down, you know, his basic DNA, what he needed to live. It, it just yeah. destroyed his body. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, okay, so back to Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. We've talked to a lot about other things, but... Jurassic World, um, we don't really want to say anything about it because we will spoil it. It's a pretty good story. I really liked it. I thought it was a good film. I'm going to give it four out of five stars because I think there's some parts of it that could have been better. Mm-hmm. There were some weird kind of things that were revealed a little later on that were kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of strange, and I don't know if it really goes with the plot. And I'm, I'm actually going to dock it a half star for that stupid end of credit scene. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see an end of credit scene that honestly doesn't have anything to do with anything at all, 
and doesn't really further the story and doesn't really add to anything that could come up in a second in another film. The end credit scene at Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is pretty bad. It lasts about five seconds. And it's pointless. Yeah, it's pointless. It's just a CGI shot that they didn't really... Maybe they like, oh, we'll put this CGI shot in the movie and they didn't use it. And then they just threw it at the end for some reason. I don't know. It should have been cut. It should have been cut. Um, okay, so how many stars are you going to give it? Uh, I'm going to give it the same as you. Four out of four, five. But four it's out all, five. And I think that's because... There's there's kind of a twist thing in there that I a twist that I didn't really like, so if it it was something I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's something that kind of makes sense that they went there in context of the yeah. context of yeah, the, of, so. of the franchise, hmm. but I didn't really like it and I didn't feel like it was needed. Because you know, if you have the technology, then why not do that if you're that destroyed? Sure, but at the same time. I, yeah, that that may go to that place, but I just personally didn't like it myself, and I just felt like it wasn't needed. Especially and if you in don't this have any particular, yeah, a pet. <laughs> I mean, just in this kind of series, yeah. like about dinosaurs, I didn't feel like yeah. it was needed. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, four out of five for me. Okay, so our movie of the week is called. Uh, let's see. Uh, What's it's called Tau. 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 That's right. T a w t a u t a u t a u. And it's on Netflix right now. It just mm-hmm. hit the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what you have in this film is you have uh, this girl, and she's kind of a she's a thief, and mm-hmm. she's kind of a scumbag and whatever, and she gets nabbed by somebody. And then she ends up, like, in this situation. It's like a lab. And she's being put in this, like, cage with all these people, like two other people. Mm-hmm. And they have these masks on their face so they can't talk, and it like a little... I guess it's a place for them to put a tube down her throat so you can feed them. I don't know. I guess. I'm not sure what that was for. Anyway, then they've got some kind of deal like implanted in the back of their neck that's like um, recording their brain waves or something. Um, It it picks up like... like, it looks kind of like it's reading their memories, but it's it's not. It, it what it's, it's downloading doing is, their upper their upper brain function. Yeah, yeah. What it is is like picking up like like the data of the emotions they're feeling from these memories. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, you have it's a story about an AI. It's a story about an an unscrupulous uh, scientist that's just completely a sociopath, bordering on on being a, a serial killer. Just a horrible person, and he's built this AI to like, help him, like by Gary Oldman. Yeah, and it's to do all of his. That was Gary Oldman. That was voice? Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Gary Oldman does the voice of this 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 alien this AI, and the AI is kind of like one of these AIs that controls your home and does everything for you, cooks for you, cleans for you, with little drones, all that stuff. And he also has like this horrifying guard robot that mm-hmm. just comes to life and. It looks like a piece of art, like sitting in the middle of the room, like a weird kind of triangular shape. Yeah, thing. weird kind of. And then it just unfolds like a transformer and just has all kinds of cutting blades and stuff on it and horrible <laughs> clamping arms and stuff, and it's awful. Um, it makes quick work of two of the two of the prisoners, but um, and then you know who's the guy that's playing? The guy looked familiar. The guy that was playing the the. Alex, the scientist. Uh, Ed Screen. Yeah. Screen. What have I seen him in before? He was in the first Deadpool movie. Oh, okay. Um, what else has he been in? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's where I've seen him I know him who before. he is, but I, I'm not sure what else I've seen him And the him girl in. was kind of a 
I don't recognize her either. I didn't. I I don't know what she's been in. Hmm. She was an executive producer on it. On the um, film. On the film, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's you know. And so is David S. Goyer. Okay. Well, uh, it's a you know it's a pretty good little film if you don't if you have time to waste on a Sunday afternoon or something. It's okay, I guess. I didn't care much for it. <laughs> Richard didn't care much for it. I thought it was. I found it to be somewhat entertaining. It was somewhat uh, entertaining. I was always like trying to figure out how the girl was going to get out of there because it was really horrible, and how this guy has all this. I mean, I understand he's a billionaire. Um, he's kind of like a Bill Gates kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got like all this money and and he's a he's an innovator. And he's on a budget or on a time schedule to create this second AI, this next level AI. And what he's doing is he's using all these people's brains to download higher brain function so he can map it and then use that to create another AI. Yeah, is to create a more human-like AI that mm-hmm. can kind of feel emotions and Which things like that. doesn't make any sense because yeah, the no. AI he has in his, in, his, in his apartment, which is completely disconnected from the world. It's not allowed out. Um, it... Basically, even though it wasn't programmed to have emotion, it's, it's an AI. It learns. And so it learns how to have emotions and stuff. And uh, the girl teaches it. And that's kind of her method of escape. But, you know, it, I don't know if it really works out for her yeah, very well. <laughs> I didn't think it... And that was another problem. I didn't think it... They kind of tried to, to uh, kind of do this thing try to give it some heart between the AI and, and the girls, and I felt like it just wasn't... I didn't find it very believable. It just didn't seem very... It did, just didn't seem executed It seemed really quick well. that she got it to feel. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden... But it didn't feel very natural, though. Especially after all the things the AI had done before that point where she starts talking to it about feelings and about being a, being a person and all that stuff. So... Tau, if you just have time to waste, maybe an hour I mean, and 37 it's, it's minutes. Free, go ahead and so it's free, so if you yeah, got it's Netflix, free. it's, it's on free. Netflix. All right, um, well, I guess that's all the time we have today. You know, we have other podcasts. We have uh, Southern Fried Christianity and Writing is Hard Work. I have a ton of books on my website. You can find all this stuff on rogerdcolby.com. Uh, until next time, I am Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots.